Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. huge difference between an intellectual belief which only reluctantly acknowledges God's power and faith which trusts God and his goodness. We've talked about this before. It's, It's such an important thing to understand. Faith. It's not just a belief that good things are going to happen in your life. Because you know what? Good things don't always happen. Bad things happen. There's a big difference between knowing who Jesus is and knowing Jesus. Today, Pastor Robert shares that faith is more than just an intellectual understanding of who Jesus is and what he did. You'll learn that faith is a heart connection with God that carries you through the rough times because you trust him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 8 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. You know, when, um, when I was about 12 years old, I, I was standing back there a minute ago just kind of, you know, rethinking, is, this, is it accurate? You know, but I, I was 12 when, when I started the 8th grade and uh, that meant going to a a new school, you know, and um, the school was an absolute disaster. I mean, it was just a, a dangerous place. I, I've talked about it before. Every day, some kid got cut, stabbed, severely beaten, something. I mean, it was, it was not just the little schoolyard fights that I had been used to up to that point. It was truly a dangerous um, dangerous environment. And two to three weeks before the end of the school year, an angry parent sliced the principal's throat in his office. And uh, I mean, it was always one kid would cut up another kid and, 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 you know, they would both be suspended for three days or five days or two weeks. But I don't ever remember hearing about one of the kids being expelled, let alone arrested. Um, even some of the teachers got into fights. I, I remember one day in the lunchroom, there, you know, there were two male teachers that got into a fist fight, uh, you know, and it was just crazy, crazy stuff going on. And there were just a handful of students who were the main troublemakers. You know what I mean? I mean, we all knew who they were. The, the school a- a- administration, assistant principals, and so they knew who they were. What a relief it would have been if the school had just expelled that handful of violent troublemakers. But they never did. But as we look at our text today, we're getting ready to look at the last part of Matthew chapter 
that's exactly what Jesus did when he got to Gadara. That area there by the Sea of Galilee across from Capernaum. He, he, he spelled a couple of troublemakers. And it's interesting that it wasn't well received by the people of that area. He crossed over the, the lake, crossed, you know, crossed the lake in a boat with his disciples. And, and as soon as he got out of the boat and started moving inland, he was confronted by a couple of guys. Matthew 8, 28 says, when he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gergesenes, or Gadarenes, depending on, you know, whatever, says, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs. And it was literally like burial caves. Exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus? You son of God, have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine, and suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea, and perished in the water. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Talking about Capernaum. Now, when Jesus entered Gadar, the people who lived there didn't really know who he was. But the demons knew. They were confused about the timing and the circumstances of his arrival there, but they had absolutely no doubts about his identity or his authority. Now, as usual, I want you to notice three things from this passage. Number one, the demons all know Jesus. That's, to me, an interesting thing to contemplate. The demons all know Jesus. James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to him, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you don't give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Do you understand what he's saying there? James says, you know, if, if I just say you're, you're, you're about to die from hunger, and I have plenty of food, and I say to you, you know, I'm going to pray for you. He's like, no, give the guy a loaf of bread. Make him a sandwich. Do something. He's confronting the insincerity and the hypocrisy, Right? You guys follow? He's not devaluing faith. He's saying, you're a hypocrite. That's not real. There's nothing real about your faith unless there's some substance behind it. Verse 18, but someone will say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there's one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. We all know the verse, but we need to give some thought 
The demons all know Jesus. See, James illustrates a critically important distinction here between believers, those who trust Jesus and serve him, their faith is active, and the demons who also believe in Jesus and even tremble at his power and authority. In our passage in Matthew chapter 8, the demons believed that Jesus is the Son of God. They even acknowledged his power, his authority over them. So why are they going to hell? I mean, why can't they be forgiven? Why can't they be redeemed? Because their rebellion is absolute, and they know it. Well, they, yeah, they know who he is. Yes, they believe in him, but they have rejected and rebelled against him. They don't trust him. They don't love him. They don't serve him. They, they, don't, they don't have a biblical faith, even though they have an absolute certainty about who he is. There's a huge difference between an intellectual belief which only re reluctantly acknowledges God's power and faith which trusts God and his goodness. We've talked about this before. It's, it's such an important thing to understand. Faith. It's not just a belief that good things are going to happen in your life. Because you know what? Good things don't always happen. Bad things happen. And a lot of times we don't, you know, we get all freaked out because we, we think that, you know, God, because he's all powerful and so nothing bad can happen to me. That is such bad theology. Bad things do happen to us. And sometimes God himself sends those bad things because we need to grow up. We need a struggle. We need a fight. We need some distress in order to be spiritually healthy people. Sometimes we need those things. Sometimes what we look at and say it's bad, it's ugly, it's awful, God looks at it and says, that's a blessing. Just you wait. You'll thank me for this before we're done. Biblical faith. Trusting God. Trusting His goodness. Trusting in His character. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.